Welcome to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I am a Kentucky native, now Boston-based artist, researcher, spirituality, and creativity teacher. I'm here to share with you stories and conversations that explore the sometimes subtle, sometimes epic ways that we as people discover our voices and begin consciously creating lives filled with meaning and expression. Powerful stories bridge the gaps between intellect and heart, between mundane and divine, between fantastical and practical. And I'm so excited to have you here sharing this space and being part of these conversations. Let's begin. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I am super happy to be here with you today. As you know, we're doing a mini series on creativity. And I have been sharing some of what I've been making with you all. I talked a lot about how I was learning how to create something in collaboration. Um, And you all saw that and heard about that in the form of the Big Loves uh, Self-Love Retreat Weekend. I've also been talking a lot about my process in terms of figuring out what the intro and outro of the show need to be. And I have talked to you all also about how I'm an artist, the designs, the artistic creations I've been working on. We've also talked on the podcast to a photographer, a tarot designer and artist, and even um, advertising collaborators and how they work creatively on putting out advertising into the world, which has been really, really, I think, a cool interview as well. In my life news, I may or may not have shared this, but recently in my business, getting into it, I've been working on an offering to help people put their creativity and their experience to use, specifically by creating group courses in order to share that creativity and that experience. And essentially, I've been working on a course for course creators. I have to say, one of the big things that comes up when you're creating something is the thought like, oh my God, what if it fails? (laughs) What if it's like a bad program and people don't like it or worse? What if it's a good program and no one signs up or ever even finds out about how good it is to begin with? And these sorts of fears, these sorts of things are completely normal. Making something in the world, essentially creating something, anything is risky business. I mean, even creating a baby is risky, right? From what you put into it in terms of investing in it, investing in your own, knowing how to do it, uh, investing in the infrastructure of how you're putting the thing together for an artist, infrastructure would be like a canvas and paint, to your own time, your own skill, your own wisdom, all the way to including the element of yourself that is in the product, the service, the artistic expression, whatever the creative thing that you're putting out there into the world is, there's always this like risky element of how it will be received and what you make that mean about you. For example, if no one signs up for your program, or we could talk about mine, you might think to yourself, like, my work is bad, otherwise people would consume it right? But this isn't necessarily true. It might, you know, mean something else. It might mean that people aren't ready for it at that time. It might mean that um, you posted at 9 a.m. and most of the people who 
uh, read your stuff, read at noon. You never really know. Well, actually, there's lots of ways to know and to figure that out. But um, <laughs> but it's always healthier to see it as not meaning something about you. But I totally get like why people feel that way. That goes that way too for like creative output, like a course, like what I'm talking about, or a work of art or a song or Even some of you might feel nervous about writing an Instagram post or like you might edit your selfie like 20 times to make it perfect because putting something out into the world that has a bit of you in it can feel really vulnerable because of all the ways we make it mean something about us. I have shared a lot of my own journey navigating this with you You can think back to that episode on uh, getting over getting started here on the podcast. And also for those of you in the email list and on the Patreon, you have gotten front row seats to this. But I I also have to say that in creating and launching the OnCourse membership program, the one that I'm talking about now for course creators, which is as strategically minded uh, in its content as it is a creative expression and a process that I'm really allowing myself to like be visible for the first time and I think like ever by giving all of these people this front row seat and by talking public publicly about it like here on the podcast on Instagram the works I feel like I've really finally started to understand what it means to open up and allow myself to receive the support that I have honestly always had for what I've been doing. So a lot of us like feel like something's risky and it's because we aren't quite like seeing the ways that it's actually not. (laughs) And this has been a cool learning thing for me. You might be able to relate to this, but the idea of actually asking myself like, What makes me feel supported? And for me, it was having interactions. And then I could ask for that and then receive it. Because once I've noticed that I have this need, I have this desire for interactions and honor that, like I have a desire, Uh, I don't have really a lot of control over how it's fulfilled. But when interactions do come in, I can allow myself to, since I've noticed the desire, really honor when it's been fulfilled, which has been such a game changer for me. I will spare you my whole process for doing that, but really um, reaching out to some of the people in my audience, some of the close people in my life and asking for this and for help with launching um, On Course, the mentorship program I've been telling you about. And it has made me feel so much more comfortable stepping forward and putting myself out there. Like I feel like so much less about me is at risk and it just feels wonderful and open. And I tell you what, one of the reasons that I asked Whitney and Ashley, today's guests, to come on the podcast was to talk about like this kind of thing, like how you get past self-doubt when you are creating something. And they both have really beautiful and interesting stories about how they both created separate businesses and practices and how are they working together to make a creative offering that combines their two sets of skills and expertise. Now, I want to remind you that when I say creative, I don't mean that it's like covered in paint or consists of songs or poetry. I mean that it is an original thing that was created by and through them. 
which is a really beautiful way to see creativity because then we can look at our lives and look at all of the ways that, you know, again, maybe you've created actual progeny or maybe simply the arrangement of the things in your room is creative or maybe the way that you take a shower is creative. All of the things that you do that are specific to you are creative. They came through you, which is a really cool way to think about it. So I'm going to give you a bit of background before we get into the interview. Today, I am interviewing Whitney Catalano and Ashley Price. Whitney is a shadow worker and intuitive success and purpose coach for healers, leaders, and creatives. And Ashley is a soul-centered coach that helps women find their purpose using their natal charts and breakthrough blocks to manifest their ideal lives. Together, they've created a mastermind called Divine and Aligned mastermind. I love it so much. It's such a cool idea. It was created to help misaligned, spiritually inclined entrepreneurs pivot into their purpose and design an expansive, intuitive business model that honors their creativity, their energy, and their unique skills. Whitney was inspired to create this mastermind, and she's going to talk about this in the interview. After pivoting last year and feeling completely lost the entire time. After countless mistakes that significantly slowed her success and a lot of harsh criticism from people close to her, maybe that's something you're also afraid of. I know that's something that I was literally just talking to you about. She realized she wanted to support others through this process of stepping into alignment in a fraction of the time. I learned so much during this interview with these two, and I cannot wait to let them tell you all about what they know and what they do. So here we go. Welcome, Ashley and Whitney, to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I am so pumped to have you here today. Thanks for having us. Yes, super excited. So can you start by telling folks a little bit about maybe who you are separately and how you came to work together and then also what you do together? Yeah. Ashley, do you want to introduce yourself first? Um, Yeah, sure. I am Ashley Price. I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I am a spiritual transformation life coach and Reiki master teacher, along with a frequency bioresonance practitioner. And um, I met Whitney last year through a um, cohort through coaching with Alyssa Nobrega. And we have just clicked on a deep spiritual level. And we have spent the past few months just creating this beautiful baby that we are so excited to share with you today. Yeah, a little more than a few months. You've really been on this journey with me. So um, yeah, so I'm Whitney. I I don't even know how to introduce myself these days. I'm always trying on new things. But right now, I'm Whitney Catalano. I am a shadow worker, an intuitive uh, success, purpose, and alignment coach. And I primarily work with um, intuitives, creatives, visionaries, people who tend to not fit into the mold of like what society expects us to be working in or what the traditional like business coaching space expects from us. So that's, that's what I'm doing and how I'm introducing myself these days. I love that so much. I have spinoff questions for each of you, but for now, can you, can you talk a little bit about like what you're doing together? Yeah, definitely. Um, so last year, (laughs) 
I'll give the brief version and then I'm happy to go deeper on it. But last year I woke up one day in the middle of the pandemic and was like, Oh my God, I hate my business and I need to burn it all down. And (laughs) that was, we've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. And it was different because I've had that thought. I think every entrepreneur like has that thought, you know, maybe once a month, maybe a little bit more, but it's not a real thought. This was like, I cannot stand to be in my business anymore. I'm going to scream basically. So I burned it down and then went on this like year long pivoting journey and spiritual awakening and just all of these synchronicities and messages and just, it was wild. Like I, I couldn't even, I've been trying to figure out how to tell that story, but I truly can't sum it up. Um, one of the amazing synchronicities that came along though was Ashley, like, I think DM'd me randomly. We were, we started talking we hadn't really talked since the coaching program that we were in together. And she asked if she could do a needle chart reading for me. And I was like, obviously I'm not going to say no, like that's amazing. And she gave me this really beautiful needle chart reading about my purpose and my karmic lessons and all of this stuff. And at the same time, I was getting this idea for a mastermind divine and aligned that is essentially a capstone of my entire pivoting journey. And so I was like, Hey, Ashley, like I want this to be spiritually, you know, entwined. Ooh, I don't know if that's the right word, but (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be like spirituality, business, and, you know, personal development. And I would love to have you on board. And it kind of just took off from there. So much, so many questions. So I, I am even fix it, fixating on the word entwined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because actually like um, there's a beautiful, so the audience knows that I'm from Kentucky, but you you two may not. And um, I like was a Girl Scout camp counselor. My husband was in a jug band. And so I know a lot of the lyrics to like old timey kind of like vintage, I would call them hillbilly songs. And there are a number of songs that use that word because they're talking about like roses and like the bushes that they grow like next to or with and how the like stability of something like hard helps a thing that needs the support system to grow like around it. And so like, I actually love Entwined because you're dealing with two different things, right? You're dealing like with business, which can be sort of like left-brained or analytical or strategic. And you're also like putting something that flows in with it. And so they do entwine and then they like cause each other to like grow and to feed off of each other, right? And so like, I like that word, but also I get it. It's like a weird word. Um, (laughs) That's actually really interesting because the... um, the part where you're like, it requires the structure to help it grow. Like that's essentially how I see this mastermind is not only an accelerator, but a really, you know, securely held structure because pivoting is so, and some people are pivoting out of their nine to fives. Other people are pivoting out of like their old niche or their old business model or whatever, but it's such an uncertain and unknown process, especially for people who are intuitive. So it's like, we do need the structure even when we rebel against it. And I feel like that is actually the perfect word. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I will spare you uh, like singing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do want to ask like, what was your business? What is the business that you burned down? Like, where were you when you were just like, let's light it on fire? Yeah. So I was 
doing pretty well, <laughs> which <laughs> was a struggle. So I ran a food freedom business. I was a dietitian. Finally let those credentials expire, you know, maybe a month ago, which my mom was not like the most thrilled to hear, but <laughs> I was excited. But I was doing food freedom, intuitive eating, body image work, and really doing a lot of the, you know, emotional healing side of these things. And I really, really liked that work. I really liked my clients, but the actual topic itself was I just burned out on it. It started for my own recovery journey. And once I kind of made it through to the other side, it was like, oh my God, I really can't talk about this anymore. So I totally get that. Past me. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned on the description of the divine and aligned mastermind that it kind of came out of the idea of like giving people support when they're also hearing like harsh criticism. That's what you said in there. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I so get that because sometimes when you're dropping something or like putting something down or making a pivot, people, um, they raise their eyebrows at you or they say things that are like distinctly unhelpful. And I am kind of curious, like what you went through in terms of that. Yeah. So that was really hard. That was probably the hardest part of the whole process. Um, I had a book deal right before I pivoted and I was actually (laughs) literally in Italy. Um, as the borders were closing down for COVID and we had to like get out of Italy really quickly, but I was over there to spend some time with my mom and to finish my book. Cause it was coming up and I was doing this emotional eating book and I could not write it at all. And I was just getting so stuck. So when I finally figured out I was going to burn down my business, I'm like, there's a reason why I cannot write this book. I like people in my life had a lot of words with me. Like they just had a lot of things to project onto me in moments where I like really, really did not need it. Like they could not have picked worse moments to come in and be like, you're being stupid. You're never going to get these opportunities again. Like, what are Uh, you doing? Are you okay? I had my mental health questioned a lot with the spiritual awakening stuff, which like, you know, had to create some boundaries around who can follow me. Um, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I completely get that. I So I left academia and I have heard multiple times like, but you have like, you have your terminal degree. Like what's wrong with right. you? And it is literally just like when you step away though, you're stepping into like a different type of freedom. Mm-hmm. And it can be really hard when people start asking those questions. Like, well, what are you going to do now? Especially if you don't necessarily have a plan. Did you have a plan? No. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't either. Yeah. Tell me tell me about what you went through with that. <laughs> yeah. So I am a something I like to say is a control enthusiast instead of like a control freak, but yep. I am a control enthusiast in recovery. <laughs> so I've come a long way. My actual like eating disorder recovery was the first method of letting go of control. And then it was like my codependency and people pleasing, let go of control, and then work. It's like whack-a-mole, you know, when you're healing things, it shows up in other areas. And I yep. realized how much it was showing up in my work and the messages that I was receiving at the time, um, of, you know, really realizing that I could not do another day in my business was that I just had to jump before I knew what would happen. And just, this was the ultimate test of learning to trust myself and to trust that the plan will unfold as it needs to. And, um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a journey in and of itself. I got to ask, and Ashley mm-hmm. might be able to answer this for you. Are, do you have Capricorn in your chart? 
<laughs> I do. Ashley, do you remember? When I hear well, this I stuff can, about I can control. I pull up her chart right now, but everybody has Capricorn somewhere in their chart. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because I, as Whitney's speaking, I am resonating so much with her past journey and coming to be with my current state of becoming. And my Capricorn is my South node. And so that is my comfort zone, but it is that energy that's, that has kept me small in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's really interesting that you say that, but, uh, yeah, as, as y'all continue to talk, I'm going to hold up. You know what? <laughs> y'all know I would have this stuff like right in front of my face at all times. It's just, wait, I think I have it. Actually, I can look it up. No, I was just curious. And I also wanted to like pivot into a little bit of Ashley's story. Yeah, Ashley, can you talk while you look things up? Um, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So how did you end up doing the work that you do? So my background is actually in health and fitness, and I was a personal trainer for several years and then transitioned into nutritional coaching and counseling. Um, But during that time, I uh, was going through a lot of personal transitions, had um, after my second child had gone into a deep depression with postpartum depression, and uh, that uh, segued into the resol- uh, the dissolution rather of my engagement to my partner at that time. And during that time as well, I was going through a lot of growth. Um, now that I know what I know now, I was going through my Saturn return. <laughs> and so, ah. <laughs> anyone who knows about the Saturn return between the ages of 28 and uh, 31, 32 knows that that is a time where lessons are being batched together, coming to a head so that we can step into a new batch of lessons for the you know next re- return years of 28 to 30 years. Anyhow, looking in hindsight, I probably would have been a little more gentle with myself, but (laughs) um, shortly after that, I went through what I know now as a dark night of the soul, where I was uh, questioning everything and uh, um, a lot of things with my spirituality and with who I was, my identity. And um, someone had gifted me the book, uh, The Secret, back mm. in 2016. And the person I was dating at the time was just like, oh my God, that book's going to change your life. And okay. So <laughs> the fast forward through reading that, becoming um, becoming fascinated with the law of attraction, energy work, I uh, received my um, Reiki mastery. So I became a Reiki master teacher and started doing energy work and really understanding the gifts that I have come into this lifetime with. And through doing energy work, I became interested in broadening um, my coaching because at that time I was just focused on transformation from a nutrition um, weight management aspect, which still lit me up, but because I was growing um, as a soul, uh, you know, like Whitney said, when, when you have mastered a certain area personally, um, and you start to learn new things about yourself, you know, your, your passions for others and helping them become different as well. And that was the case with me. And so I, um, started studying more about, um, transformation coaching. And, uh, from there, you know, as I'm continuing to study myself, I, um, started studying 
astrology and soul blueprints and really, I mean, dove into the deep end with studying myself. And through that, I started applying that knowledge to my clients and really going down the rabbit hole and started creating a container for them to be able to study themselves and um, through that, got into frequency healing on a deeper level with bioresonance and uh, going down the rabbit hole with that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like the onion right now, just uncovering layer upon layer. Yes. Upon layer yes. And I'm just like, wow, you know, life is really showing me how deep um you know, this, this journey really does go. And, uh, um, my, um, my growth right now and what I'm hoping to truly, uh, be able to serve in future is the art of allowing and not knowing and letting go. And that's where Whitney and I both really click in that regard, because she and I both are really just diving into the deep end of trusting our intuition and, not having to just no, no, no all the time and being led so beautifully in spirit. And yeah. And so that's where we are now with that. And it has just been such a beautiful journey of just not knowing, but being in flow. Oh, I love it. So did you get the chart up? (laughs) Oh, here I have it. Yeah, I have it. Um, Whitney's Capricorn is in her second house house of self-worth values um yeah so she also has neptune and uranus there as well and so yeah but her north and south node are are different her north node is in the first house so coming into her own identity stepping into her own power and pretty curious being an expert (laughs) that traveler, that, that independent soul, that's not people pleasing, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. So that the listeners get an idea of, of how or why this information is useful. When you did the, um, reading for Whitney, Mm -hmm. like what kind of advice do you give people who have like that, you know, who have that kind of setup or, uh, how do you talk about like working, working with folks on um, how having their natal chart helps them know what to do with their career? Yeah. So there's so much information in a natal chart. I mean, it it can go for hours upon hours. And where I I started with Whitney and even where I start with my clients is understanding what their soul purpose is or what their soul mission is. And um, for me, I look into their nodes, And so, you know, a lot of people resonate with sun signs or sun, moon and rising. That's becoming really popular these days. And it's it's becoming more known um, than than what I had realized. And so and that's all good to know as far as personal personality goes, character goes and even, you know, the way that people express their emotions and things like that. But when it comes to a karmic path or a soul journey, the south node in the nail chart is the tools that people come into this lifetime with. And so their gifts, their talents, their strong points, their, you know, what they're naturally good at. Mm-hmm. And that's good to know because we all want to know, okay, well, what are we good at? You know, what, what can I do? And what is going to be relatively effortless compared to a different area of my life that I can serve myself, but, you know, also serve other people with. And, uh, that's usually where the comfort zone lies in because it's typically easier for us in 
that area compared to our north node, which is our growth zone is what I like to call. And those are, you know, areas of our life where we can experience some hardships or, or you know, growth points. You know, growth zones are typically uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, growing pain, so to speak. But it's where we step out of that comfort zone to have new experiences that shape us, you know, and have those those growth points to where we can sharpen and really be able to step into a new realm, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. There's so much to like go off. Cause I also want to ask you about fire resonance, but I'm going to table that for now and right. ask, ask you kind of like a collective question between the two of you. So which of these tools that you have are you using in the mastermind and how does the mastermind work? Like how do you guide people through setting up their business and allowing their spirituality to flow into it? I, I'll take over this question because this has been literally the soul of creating this mastermind for me and has been the most fun part because I'm putting together the mastermind that I wish that I had when I was yes. And yeah, so I'm going to geek out for a second. What we have is we're coming at it from all different angles. And I specifically want to emphasize that although it's open to people who are maybe going from a nine to five into a business or like into their full-time business and um, perhaps have a little bit more direction, it's mostly going to be people who have been in business for a bit. Um, it doesn't have to be a super long time, just you've been in business and for whatever reason it's not working or it feels really stuck or just old energy or you're not happy or whatever. And we're taking it, them to realign with their path. And that, in comes the tools. So the mastermind is like six to seven months, um, depending on like when people join. And they have calls with me where I do strategy. I do a lot of like intuitive business coaching. So really figuring out what's the best strategy for you. What is What are your core drivers? Like what do you need your business to do in order to live the life that you want to live and also how do we create a business that's like authentic to the whole of you rather than just I mean I just get so annoyed where with branding around a single niche because you can kind of lose the human in it yep and I like the human and I like the authenticity and I like um the storytelling and all of that so that's how that's working. We have Ashley doing the natal charts. We have Ashley also doing like strategy calls and bioresonance uh, frequency healing. I have a human design person coming in and doing human design readings for everyone. And then also creating um, like little pamphlets for me. So I know how to coach everyone in the program based on their human design. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because energy management and like designing a business around your energy is probably the most important thing that you can do as a business owner. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. And I found that out the hard way. <laughs> Preach. I just taught a workshop for people who are thinking about putting like a program or a course together. And we actually start in the who are you? What do you want to do? How do you want to show up aspect of it? Like exactly. what's healthy for you? Because if that isn't in place, like crappy things happen. <laughs> exactly. And I really believe that there's a way to teach this stuff so that you get to the point while also leaving room for people to like explore their own solutions. And that's the balance that we're achieving in here. 
Um, and then we have a ton of speakers coming, which I'm so excited about. We have an ethical copywriter coming to talk about what ethical copy looks like and, you know, giving us some templates. I have a whole library of templates that I'm creating. Um, I, my brain does not work the same way as other people's. I need everything color coded. I need everything visual. So I'm creating like flow charts and, you know, color coded word docs, which has been quite a blast. I have to say, um, (laughs) we have people coming in to do, uh, quantum manifestation and like money work, um, DEI statements. You're coming in to talk about, you know, history of spirituality. I think there's more, but that's essentially what we're doing is like, we're approaching it from all three angles. What is the pivot? Like, what are you trying to get to, even if it's super vague right now? Um, what do you need in place? Whether it's transitional offers, um, an income strategy, do you need, whatever, like whatever you need in place to be able to relax into the process so that you're not like going, 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 and then burning yourself out just by pivoting. And then how can you get there as quickly and easily as possible so that you can really dedicate yourself to, you know, what you're called to do. (laughs) Yeah. Getting all the answers along the way. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. And one of the things that that you haven't really touched on yet, but that like, I kind of want to talk about because Mm -hmm. I think that group programs are the actual best. And if anything illustrates it, it, it's the fact that you two found each other in a group program. Mm -hmm. And I found Ashley in another group. And when you're going through something like, like a transformation, having community and like being able to feel seen uh, by people who aren't going to judge you for liking astrology, liking human design, yeah. like whatever that is, like is so pivotal. Mm-hmm. Can you like maybe talk about like the the group aspect of it and how like yeah maybe maybe a better question? Let me reword that. Um, what are the benefits of doing a mastermind? What is a mastermind? Great question. I actually put um, a whole. If anyone is unfamiliar with what a mastermind is, I put a whole section explaining masterminds on the sales page because I knew there would be people who have never been in one before. And I have had such incredible experiences in masterminds that I'm like, I really want to communicate how this is not just a group program that you're going to get lost in. Mm-hmm. It's extremely high touch. Um, very, it's a close knit group. We have 10 spots open and that's it. Not taking on anyone else. We have an in-person retreat, all this stuff. Um, but it's a combination of things, but at the end of the day, the way that I see masterminds is they are quantum leap accelerators. Mm-hmm. You are committing to this really uncomfortable growth process <laughs> and you're doing it alongside, you know, Ashley and I, and all these other people who are going through it. And we're creating the energy and the structure and the safety so that when you're in the practice of like unlearning all the old patterns and developing new patterns and freaking out and all that stuff, like you're (laughs) really securely held by the rest of us so that you can freak out and it's, and it's okay. Um, yeah, it's just, I see it as an energetic investment in whatever you're trying to get to. I love that so much. I have a k- kind of an example for people. And that is, um, I was in a mastermind a little while ago. Uh, and we were, so, uh, there were a number of people who were like way underselling what they were offering and having the group there to be like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is unacceptable. You cannot do that to yourself and you cannot do that to the like, system as a whole. (laughs) Like, please do not charge that. Like you deserve more. It was so like, 
even just on something like pricing, like having other opinions and also like having people to bolster your confidence and say like, no, actually that has more value is, is indescribable in terms of value. (laughs) So yeah, that's so cool. So how'd you all, like, how'd you hit it off? Were you in a mastermind together? You were in a coaching program together. Wasn't a mastermind. Actually, we were in that, you, now I'm getting my timelines all messed up because we were in <laughs> the um, coaching certification program or still are in. Ah, cool. Yes. But weren't we in the mastermind before that together? Um, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Oh, did we just be, I'm like, how long has this, this certification program been going on? <laughs> I'm realizing quite a long time. Um, yeah, well, I'm curious to hear what Ashley says to this, actually. Okay. No, we actually um, unofficially met, I would say, January of 2020 when we first kicked off the program that we were um, introduced in last year. But what's interesting about it is that Whitney and I never had one-on-one time ever in the program. It was something um, later on in the year where I was watching some of Whitney's IG stores and just truly resonating with what she was going through. Because during that time, I was really paying attention to how she was pivoting her business. And it was something that had just caught caught my eye. And uh, to be able to see her step into this new realm of things and be so just open and so brave and just kind of like this Effort, you know, this is what I'm mm. doing, and I know I'm gonna lose people, but you know, I'm following my truth kind of kind of vibe. I just loved it. And Whitney is truly like this fire, like go-getter when it comes to um topics that may not be comfortable for people. And Whitney is that advocate, and I adore her spirit with that. And so I just became completely um fascinated with her passion for for these things. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until maybe August of last year that I had, um, reached out to Whitney and we became, you know, just off the bat clicked with, you know, with our connection. And so, yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) It's got like goosebumps. That was really nice. Yeah. I, I adore Whitney so much. I also think it's interesting that you all both started sort of in like nutrition and like body health and then like moved from that sort of like grounding in the body, healing the body, the the things that we get like actual feedback on um, into things that are more ineffable right? Like, so you're like, I'm healing the body. And then you're like, okay, now I'm healing the mindset. Okay. Now I'm healing the energy. And how does that then ripple out in my whole life? How does that affect my family structure? Actually, you talked about, you know, breaking up an engagement. Um, Whitney, you talked about like receiving feedback from your mom. (laughs) Like how does that then affect my business and how does my business then affect like the world around me? And so I think it's like, I think you all both have really similar starting points, which is kind of interesting to me too. Yeah. And one thing that I learned just going kind of stepping back into the soul chart and how everything really is on purpose. um, The 12th house is the house of the things unseen spirituality, um, where the sixth house is all about, you know, the physical realm and, you know, the body. Right. So Mm -hmm. being in the spirit versus being in the body and a lot of my planet and a lot of my energy is in the 12th house. So 
um, that's a lot of what drives me and, uh, um, and a lot of where my soul is being called to share and teach. And Whitney also has three planets in her 12th as well. So there's a lot of spiritual energy in our blueprint. And so it's of no surprise that we feel called in, in this area, even though we were introduced in terms of, you know, transformation in the body. It yeah. just ushered us into our soul's growth points which is in spirit. You know, it's interesting when you think about, um, you know, working your way up the chakra system and understanding the importance of like grounding and, you know, feeding yourself. And, and the, I didn't learn about the chakra system until later, but my first frame of reference for it was like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which there's been a lot going around about Maslow's hierarchy, but that's what I learned in school. So yeah, um, we all did. Yeah. Right. Like in my public health class. And I think about that a lot because it's like, you have to make sure that your physiological needs are met and you have to, you know, get grounded in your body through the root, like, and make sure that these lower levels and these sort of baseline necessities are met. And then once those are met, things start to shift and you open and you expand into, you know, new layers or new levels of consciousness or whatever it may be. And that was, that was definitely the journey for me. It was like, okay, well, I did that part. What's next? I love that. I have to ask, since we're talking about spiritual topics, Ashley, what is this fire resonance? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I was introduced to bioresonance through listening to a podcast, um, the Cosmic Body podcast from Danielle Page. And, um, I was completely fascinated with it. She was talking about PEMF therapies and bioresonance. And I was like, what is that? I have got to learn more about it. And so um, basically it is uh, uh, feedback from the body's energy systems and energy points. And so with Reiki, I was familiar with that, but bioresonance, it is going a little bit deeper with that. And so, you know, we as humans are energetic beings, right? So everything is a frequency, everything carries an energy. And so with the body, the frequencies can be in harmony with each other or they can be disruptive, okay, or stressed. And so Mm -hmm. quantum biofeedback is a state of like a technology where we can read these frequencies to see what's happening in the mind, body, and the biofield and help to harmonize these frequencies to bring more homeostasis to the body and mind so that the body can heal, okay? Because with anything that has a disruption, you know, it can show up as something physical, something emotional, and usually things that are physical physical stem from something that is emotional. And so with the biofeedback, I use the technology called the Genius Quantum um, Biofeedback Application, And with that, I gather energetic information through using a person's um, name, a voice sample, um, the date of birth, all of that carries an energy with it. And that information is then converted into a frequency um, panel of its own to compare with other frequencies that are, you know, that resonates with the body, mind, and spirit. And uh, we can kind of take that data, place them together and see where things are out of alignment or have a stress disturbance and see how those patterns show up in a person's life. 
And through that um, data, it creates a batch of frequencies that a person can um, place against the body and listen to, to bring the body into better alignment so that the person can feel relief, feel more energy, relaxed also, and just more at peace. And so, um, Oh my it's gosh. Just, yeah. This it's been fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. It is truly fascinating. Really cool. Ashley did it for me last week. And, um, once you get set up and it reads your voice and all that stuff, it produces all of these mantras, statements, whatever that are associated with what it picked up about you. And it is so wildly specific. I was like, how did it use a voice sample of me saying like Whitney over and over again? Um, to or counting I forgot what it was but how did it use that and then like know that addiction runs in my family like how did it know <laughs> I don't understand that but is really so amazing. interesting because that like actually when you were talking about it and then when you said you know you give the person a sound I immediately thought about like all of the like histories of gurus who listen into someone's field and then give them a sound specific for them to help them meditate and, um, yeah, so this is happening. Like, are you using technology to do this? I am. I am. It is called the genius insight biofeedback system. Um, it, I have to, I have to give you a, a sample session Emily, so you can really, yes. with it. <laughs> but, um, like, oh my gosh. If you insist. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh, it sounds horrible. <laughs> but, yeah, the premise of it is in the way that I can, I guess, put it in metaphor is like, think of what it's like to feel like the best you've ever felt. Like just yeah. get that in your mind and then recall like what you feel like when it was like the sickest you've ever felt like the switches between the two and notice how quickly you can switch from that experience from one to another. And it is like healing can happen that way as well, because quantum physics has revealed that the difference between these two experiences is simply the switch in the electrical flow in the body, because everything is a frequency. And so when you tune into one frequency, you have certain emotions or physical, um, reactions or even in your spirit, you know, that can happen. But, you know, when you pivot over to a different perspective, that energy shifts to a whole different way. And that is how quickly that energy flows in the body. And so when you are tuning into certain frequencies through bioresonance, it is basically taking that energy flow and switching it to a different channel, which, you know, can certainly help the body in its alignment in healing process. And that is the hope with that. That's so cool. Well, even just like from a business perspective, since you all brought up the secret and um, alignment and attraction, law of attraction and stuff like that, like being on the frequency of what you want. And for the listeners who have maybe never heard of it, uh, I talk a lot about this in uh, in manifesting classes and stuff. If I... Um, can shift to believing that I can have the thing, then I actually take different actions to get the thing. Mm -hmm. And so like it all sort of like, it can start with something like kind of like, I don't want to say pie in the sky, but something again, I'm going to use the word ineffable, like the idea of a frequency or an energy, right? Right. And then it becomes actions and then it becomes the thing actually coming into your life. And it's, I'm, I'm just so like fascinated with this. So do you, Do you use that to like help you manifest things in your own business? Yes. And so the 
the program that I'm um, focusing on offering in this mastermind and that I use with my coaching clients is called the Breakthrough to Success Library. And with this, it has three different panels that test a person's frequency and brings up a list of limiting beliefs that the person is holding in their energy field. Also, ancestral patterns that may not even be, uh, a, you know, consciously aware to the participant that they're carrying in from generations that has not been healed. And then also supercharged affirmations that get turned into a binaural uh, frequency for the person to Im basically impart into their energy system for them to do that rerouting in their brain, you know, to uh, have those new belief systems imparted in them. It really is uh, kind of like, you know, the I am affirmations, like supercharged. And so we all know, you know, I am affirmations, but these affirmations that pop up are affirmations that are specific to what your frequency is calling in. And I love it so much because I can even take someone their um, own personal prayer, own personal mantra, and I can turn that into a binaural beat for them to listen to daily that is specific to what they're needing or wanting or what's going to help them get through their next step. And then also have a money magnetism and manifestation with ease library that I'm also going to be overlaying into this program as well to help people manifest and bring in that abundance and prosperity more specifically to what their frequency is calling. Oh my God. Yeah. They're cool. getting, <laughs> it's very deep. You're getting all of this in the mastermind. And it's Literally. so detailed. I just love it. And it's so specific. Um, each person that I get to run bioresonance on, you know, it, it starts off with a little bit of a, a skepticism, like, Hmm, okay, well, who's to say. And then by the end of the session, it's like, <laughs> <Who are you>? <laughs> <laughs> How did your machine know this about me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's specific. Yeah. I have to tell you, I, this is drawing so many things together for me right now, because I feel like I've been dancing around this. I've been like toning, uh, using my own voice to move energy through my, um, chakra system. And I've also been like dancing and using movement with that. And then the affirmations have kind of been separate and the manifesting has been separate. And as you're talking about this, it feels like it's all sort of like coming together in a really yeah. interesting way. Like I love this and it's called bio resident resonance. Bio resonance. Uh, yeah. I was saying fire resonance earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was uh, my body's way of being like, Emily, pay attention. That's, oh, this is so fascinating. So let's actually kind of talk about this because I, I feel like, Whitney, this is kind of what you built this mastermind around was, I, I feel like when you start going down these sort of rabbit holes and they feel like it, right? Like, so I just... I just admitted I am <laughs> singing <laughs> as I move my body to clear energy in my body. Um, you can feel like weird doing these sometimes or like a little bit out there. And it's so important to have like a community where that's like not only accepted, but encouraged if you're wanting to like work with yourself energetically while you also work with yourself like on your business. So can you maybe just like, Talk about how you dealt with that element in your own life. Like, Ashley, as you're going down this rabbit hole, right? Like, as, as you're learning about bioresonance, what's going on in your head? And how are you just kind of like dealing with the um, 
and maybe other people don't have this dynamic, but I definitely do. Sometimes I'll have a little voice in my head that'll be like, what is this even about? Like, Mm -hmm. can you maybe speak to that? Um, yeah, honestly, it is, it's, it's just me going with the flow. It's just me going (laughs) with the flow. These things are introduced into my life, I believe with a purpose and it segues into a new channel, which segues into another new channel. So as I'm learning bioresonance in relation to myself, it's, it's allowing me to truly be in the state of being because my default is to try to control everything and try to know everything and try to have everything figured out. But when you do that, that is a complete opposite of faith, which is the complete, you know, with the opposite of trusting in spirit, which is the dynamic needed in partnership with the action, you know, with the structure, with you know the business and, and the go-getting and all of these things. It's because when we're apart from that source of spirit and, and apart from that channel, we can only go so far. So learning all of these things and being in tune of my spirit and my soul and learning all of these things, I am now able to marry the two, which in turn has me feeling more whole and which allows me to also be able to serve people from a more expansive level. and bring that to them as well and to teach them how to do that. And so it's just this ripple effect of like so many uh, tributaries and branches and, and new ways of people that are just finding their way aside from what they've been programmed to believe. And I just find it to be completely beautiful to witness that within myself and then within my clients and others as well. Yeah. And if I can um, present an op, like an opposite take on that, because, and I think that's where Ashley and I make such a good match is like, Ashley is so grounded in her spiritual journey and her spiritual offerings. Um, whereas I've always, I mean, I've had Oracle decks for like over a decade and I've had a lot of like supernatural experiences and just, you know, things that I couldn't quite explain, but I wasn't ready for all of that yet. And so coming into not only a spiritual awakening in the middle of a lockdown, like while I was burning down my whole business and giving up these, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, amazing opportunities for what seems, you know, absolutely insane to a lot of my family um, <laughs> and just people in my life because I'm surrounded by or I grew up around a lot of like logic driven people, you know, reality is reality and yep. Virgo energy, basically. Yep. So <laughs> um, I grew up around a lot of that energy. And this, it, it was so unbelievably helpful to see and talk to people like Ashley and, you know, other people who found me along the way who are so grounded in their spiritual journeys and actually are, you know, representing that because I kind of cycled back and forth between one, feeling like I had to have an explanation for everything, two, feeling like I had to, um, like be more advanced in my journey than I was mm-hmm. instead of making room for my natural growth process. And then three, feeling like I had to keep up with all of these practices of, you know, what people on the internet say that you do for spirituality, which I quickly realized was like ego spirituality. That's not actually what, <laughs> what it's, it's very like commercialized, you know? Uh-huh. Um, And then at the same time, genuinely wondering, like, am I insane? Like, is this, (laughs) I don't, I truly don't know. And so having other people being like, no, this is just a different 
way to look at reality. This is like a different lens to look at everything through. And like, you're open to that was so freaking comforting when everything felt like, yeah, I just didn't know what to do with it all. So I, oh my God, I so feel you on this because, um, also I, I grew up in a logic driven home. I like so logical to the point where even emotions seem logical. (laughs) No, exactly. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I, when I started down the spiritual path, it was because of my Saturn return. I had a back injury. Mm. I, I will spare you all the like whole list of details, but I, um, I often had that question, but then just the, the desire to be open and to know is what like really got me like stepping further and further down the path. And I feel like when you're just open you're like, I don't have to know, I don't have to know exactly what happens like in the spirit world to have an experience that's spiritual, right? I don't have to know exactly like what my soul is or know exactly where it comes from or if I should call it Atma or uh, like what to know that I am a spiritual being and to have experiences with it. And so some of that's just like getting people past all of the ways that we want to like know the thing, Mm -hmm. like to left brain it, to categorize it, to like have the details of it and just get them directly into the experience of it. Because if you get the experience, then you can help them have um, knowable circumstances where they know beyond a shadow of doubt, like like what you're talking about, like with the resonance thing, like, holy crap, how did you know from my voice that there was a history of this in my family? It is just yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that was and I, a tangent. My last kind of thought that I have while you're talking about that is um, I'm a storyteller at my core. Like everything I do is rooted in storytelling and you can spend a minute on my Instagram and find that out real quick through my captions. I'm uh, tend to be a little bit wordy, but my dad was a storyteller as well. I am fascinated with language and I'm fascinated just with how everything fits into a story. And so that was really helpful for me along the way is understanding that like, you know, if you really boil it down, it's just language. It's language that we try to assign to describe whatever it is that we can't really describe. And so it doesn't matter. Like it's not a matter of who's right and wrong. It's a matter of the energy and the frequency of it. It's a matter of um, making sense of it or not in a way that feels right for you. And that took a lot of the pressure off of like, oh, this is just language. Like I'm just putting language to things that I'm experiencing and I can always change that language and I can learn from other people. And so, yeah, that's how I see all of it. That's amazing. Oh, so perfect. So can you tell folks um, how they can find out about your mastermind, how they can get involved with you? Yes. So you can find um, Ashley... Ashley, do you want to say your Instagram handle? Uh, yeah, sure. My Instagram handle is Ashley Price eleven eleven, spelled A S H L I E Price P R I C E one 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 one. Yeah, and I'm Whitney Catalano. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. And the mastermind is linked in my bio. I currently, as with pivoting, I have not redone my website yet. It's just a static page, but I do have a link in bio situation because you know I'm in the business of making things as easy as possible these days. So. Link in bio, this 
ridiculously detailed sales page that I poured my heart and soul into. Um, and it will answer any and all questions you have. And then, um, I'm accepting applications right now and I'm doing enrollment calls with each person. We already have one spot filled and, um, yeah, we're doing enrollment calls for the next month. So that is what is going on and how you can find me. That's amazing. Cool. Well, Thank you all so much for being on the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I'm kind of wanting to end this with a little question. Um, if you could either give your old self advice to get you to where you are now, or anyone who is like on a spiritual path and also dealing with some of what we're talking about, like whether that's harsh criticism from family or the difficulty of going through a pivot and not knowing what's happening, what sort of advice would you give to somebody like that? Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I had to give my, uh, uh, myself advice, my old self, some advice, it would be, uh, it's not over trust in the process. Um, mm-hmm. and everything truly is for your highest good. Um, and the same for anyone who's just beginning their spiritual journey is it may seem like an absolute shit show right now, but trust that things do have to get a little messy before it gets clear. And, um, just because it doesn't make sense right now, doesn't mean that it's, it's not happening for you, you know? So I think that's the best thing is that it really all is happening for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think my advice is. First, it's okay to just like chill out, you know, like really take a second, breathe, like you don't have to keep going and going um, because really beautiful things come from that stillness. And right now I'm in this like deepening of this lesson around not only trusting the process, but also trusting in myself to learn what I need to and to know what I need to in perfect timing And that has been really beautiful and continues to prove itself over and over again. Like you cannot go wrong if it's coming from an aligned place. You cannot really fail. Sure, things cannot go the way that you want them to, but you really can't fail when you're moving from a grounded aligned place. You can only just adjust and celebrate the wholeness of who you are and learn from the mistakes and the mess of it all. And you know, it will all make sense at a certain point. So in the meantime, like maybe have a little fun with it, experiment, try things on, like be in service and stop and just chill out. Stop worrying so much. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I would tell me. (laughs) She would be annoyed though. Younger me would be like, shut up. <laughs> that's that's why I'm cackling over here. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, too funny. I those are the again, those things that just have to be experienced and trusted. Right. So so interesting. Anyway, thank you all again for um doing this recording and for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Emily. Thank you. Yeah. And listeners, you can find all of the links that they just mentioned in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sacred Adventure Begin. If you feel inspired by these conversations, please consider joining us on Patreon and supporting the podcast. Your donations help keep us up and running and start at just $2 a month. Patrons now get additional episodes of the podcast as well as art images and readings at a super affordable monthly rate. 
and I would love to personally welcome you into that community. Special thanks and shout out to all the Patreon members who are currently out there and all of the donations Sacred Adventure Begin has received to date. It has been such a pleasure supporting you and helping you focus in on the truth, meaning, and wisdom that can be found in our lives and experiences. Thank you too for everyone out there listening. Know that I am sending you so much love, so much awareness, and so much self-acceptance at whatever stage in your journey you find yourself on today.